Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast. Another week, another pod. I, I know it. Let's do it. Big dog, Daryl Campbell. How are you, my brother? What's going on? Doing great, man. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a canoe with my brother, my brother Jay. Another day, man. Blessed the flow. We keep sailing. Blessed and highly favored, as always. And I'll tell you what. We've got ourselves a bit of a winter wonderland situation here. The Northeast Corridor was uh, had a nice frosty, icy load blasted. dumped on it, Fucking and uh, we're we're over here trying to work our way out of this uh, frozen tundra. And uh, first time we've had a little bit of snow like this in a couple of years, and I finally got to use my snowblower and yeah, uh, got to drive the Jeep in the snow. That was fun. And yeah, uh, now I'm just looking for a big old pile of ice to park it on, and I'll checked off pretty much. Uh, all of the beginner Jeep owner uh, things yeah. that we have to do here. So um, what's going on, man? What's going on in your world today? Dude, like I said, like you, you kicked it off with the snow thing, man. We got like tons of snow over here, man, in Murchville. So it was like, it was like nuts. It was nuts. But I mean, four wheel drive, it's an American, American feeling to have four wheel drive. Well, you got yourself a Jeep as well. Shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, no renegade, but you know. It's um, still, still Jeep, uh, Jeep quality, Jeep four by four. Yeah. Yeah, it's yep. funny. It was like uh, Jeeps, all Jeeps assemble the other night. Like we went to Wawa for no reason, just because we could, and it was just like dudes and Jeeps and gals and Jeeps. It was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I, yeah, I too, I too like to drive no matter what. It's uh, yeah, dude. We're blessed, man. We're blessed. How many? Did, how many inches did you get? Was it? We got. I, I I I looked at it today. We got almost thirteen inches of snow. Damn. Yeah. Here. That's about, yeah. about right. And about luckily, right. I, I finally, you know with with age comes wisdom and uh i learned that you've got to kind of shovel it out multiple times you don't want to wait till it's done absolutely so, monday night went out de-iced de-snowed and then it like filled uh, the you know another six seven inches of snow where it Hell was yeah, like it dude. never happened um and then you gotta you know when you're when you're a homeowner you gotta salt the walkways and have to have you to you gotta keep in you know it's not, it's, it ain't easy, man, but I'll tell you. You got to go out in waves, bro. Salt, like, salt fresh, and then it comes, it starts, it matriculates, and then you go out, shovel, salt again, let it come down some more, and that third pass. And because the thing is, you want to keep that shit soft. Like, yep. you don't want it to get, like, fucking compacted and hard. Then you're, then you're out there shoveling, like, ice underneath yeah. snow, and it's... Yep. So you get a fucking heart attack, bro. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, you, oof, you know, you tell me, and you're all bundled up, you're steaming, you're oh, sweating. Dude, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know, for 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 the listeners, the every man, the every woman out there, uh, who who are not in a snowy climate, I'll tell you what. As much as it's a pain when it does happen, it is beautiful, and it does kind of make you. Um, I I find it. It's like when you go to the beach and you sit there. And you look out at the ocean and you go, wow, there's things that are bigger than me. Like, I think that everybody kind of has some level of that realization when they, mm-hmm. you know, you see a sunset or whatever it is. And that's kind of the same thing for me with the, with snow because it's like, hey, whatever your plans are, whatever you had planned, uh, you know, the earth can just uh, unleash a load of ice upon you and lock yeah. you down. And you got to adjust. Got to be prepared. Yeah. Got to be prepared, man. Every time. Every time. And it is kind of cute seeing places like North Carolina get two inches of snow and, you know, the world goes to shit oh, down there. You can't flip out, right? It's cars, oh, cars on fire and people, you know, flipping over. It's it's not for everyone. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we got a pretty good handful on it. You know, growing up, both my parents, you know, grew up in Pittsburgh. So 
when it started snowing, they just like took me out in the car to learn. They're like, no, you got to learn how to drive in the snow. And I was like driving in heavy snow right away. And because out there there's no option, you're going to have to deal with the snow. And I think now, um, especially younger drivers, I think there's like, well, now there's this whole thing with young kids. They don't even want to drive because they can just be Ubered places. Fucking Uber everywhere. Yeah. Which is to me is crazy. Dude, That's not an excuse though. Like, you know, I'm glad you said that dude. It was like, it must have been like a month or two ago. Um, either one, one of one of one of my one of my um, one of my friends was talking about how like his cousin was like seventeen or eighteen or maybe even a little bit older and like didn't have a license, didn't want a license because like yeah, well, if I, I can just get like fucking Uber and I can go everywhere. And but the thing is, is like his 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 relative wanted to like take out some chick or whatever, but like he didn't have enough money to get an Uber to get over there to pick her up and then like go somewhere else with her. I was just like, who fucking does that? Like I I'm gonna I'm gonna miss out on a date or a chick. We were we were both young at one point in time, right? We Dude, that, it wasn't that like the young hallmark stallions. of like met like met like manhood is to have yeah go out and get your license and just say fucking yeah. I mean, yeah, I had an 81 Corsica and there was a hole in the, in, the, in the door, but I still pulled up like a boss, bro, and picked her up and we went to the movies. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not maybe in their head they're thinking it seems like a private limo type situation, but but it's yeah, it's just not. Yeah, you know? showing up in an Uber X in the back seat and then having, you know, it's just not that's not the look for the young every man. Um, no, it's just not. It's or not. young every woman. I just I, I think I think younger people now are are more used to this whole gig economy and sharing things and like not owning stuff and it's very it's it's weird and a lot of people like we went from you know in America we went from no cars to everybody had one car to yeah multiple cars in the driveway and I right. think it's starting to recede a little bit and you're seeing yeah. people just like maybe we just need one car and an Uber you know yeah. Uh, yeah. to get especially with people working from home now and stuff I mean everything's everything's changing man everything is uh you know I re- and, I, and I refuse to comply with this like concept of a new normal like oh well if we do xyz then we can all get back to a new normal and yeah. it's like no 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 I'm not interested in a new normal I'm interested in my way of life from zero to 30 I'm yeah. interested in that way of life yeah if I wanted some new normal I could I could find myself anywhere else in the world yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd like to be free. I'd like to be able to do the things I want to do within reason, you know, without harming other people. Yeah. And I think a lot of our listeners are probably getting to that point. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, that whole deal. What are we on, month 10? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We got we to... Gotta, uh, we gotta pop those numbers, you know. We gotta get this. We gotta get this thing going. I, I think we we probably touched on this whole thing. We I know we've touched on it several several times with respect to that whole sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And shit, honestly, man, I, I think it's 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 on us, man. Like yeah. quite literally, like you can't you can't rely on the powers that be anymore. You can't rely on like you know these governmental factors to come in and, and, and make the change that you need to see because if you do 
one, you're gonna be led astray. We just, we just know that. You'll be waiting a long time. You'd be waiting a fucking long time, and and two, you're not gonna get the gratification. You're not gonna get what it is that you need, what your community needs, what your family needs. You know, by sitting idly by and just letting that shit happen. No, fucking get out there, fucking educate yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, coordinate and organize. Right way. You know, find you know, people. Talk to your neighbors. You know, like I, yeah. growing up, I didn't, we didn't really communicate with our neighbors. We had some weird ones when we first moved into our family house and it kind of just carried over for a number of years until we had some cool people that we connected with. Mm-hmm. But when uh, my fiance and I um, moved into our home, I made it a point that I wanted to, at the very least, you know, know the first name of someone in the house, you know? Yeah. Um, and we've seen in a couple different times where something weird happens and it's good to know your neighbor, you know? Right. Um, right. And even, even today, you know, I was using my little electric snowblower that we got as a gift and the stuff was, it was a little too hot for that. And my neighbor, Joe was like, Hey man, take this. And he's got this fucking like this deep, just giant diesel 50,000 RPM, just unbelievable snowblower with like, I, I it's too, it's like too much a machine for me, you know? Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, I'm just launching ice 20 feet in the air. It's great. Was you know? it seated? Like, could you like drive it? No, or it, it was like self push? it's self propelled and it had the, you know, lower the, it was two levers on either side and it had a speed. It was kind of like, like a push along lawnmower, but it just throws snow. And did, um, did it, it have the, um, the, like, the, like, um, what do you call it? Did it have like the the coned like shovel almost? Oh like, yeah, like with this fucking shoot that fucking shoots it as well. Oh yeah, like, and a little dial to change which direction so I could just launch oh, it. Yeah, at those Miami. things are fucking massive, bro. Yeah, those are massive. But you know, it's like it's it's that community aspect where it's like my neighbor sees me struggling with with a tool that I'm using. He's like, hey, here, I don't just bring it back up on the driveway when you're done. Enjoy it, you know. Right. And it's right. those little things that. Um, like imagine you put yourself in like a the shoes of someone who's maybe in a city environment, like a lot of our listeners, and they're living in an apartment building that's fifteen floors, you know, and there's five thousand people living there, you know, and you don't even you do feel isolated and you don't feel like you can connect because you how would you even begin to connect? You know, yeah, so dude. when shit gets weird and shit goes down, everybody starts just pulling in like a little hermit in their hermit crab cage thing, uh, hermit shell. And um then then that fear kind of just progresses through and you know talking about the fear of it, it's one of the things i love about doing this podcast with you daryl is in a lot of ways it's like a time capsule of what you and i are experiencing you know so sometime you know we go on a try go on a trip with my fiance and then I, I come back to it six months later and i listen to us talking about it and it's like oh yeah that you know i forgot about that little bit there um but going back and seeing how our kind of our own fear in our own progression of uncertainty from the beginning, you know, right around that podcast with Mike Mangini, where we just had no idea what was coming next. You know, they're telling us, you know, 2 million people are going to die. And we're like, okay, you know, and then things change and you have the summer that we had and the fall that we had and all, all these other things. And I find myself going back and forth, like, yeah, I'm concerned, but but I'm also concerned about, you know, that's why I wear a seatbelt, you know? Yeah. I wear yeah. a seatbelt because I, I'm, I know that there's that in the back of my head that that's a possibility, but it's not a, it's not something that I'm running my life by. And I, I see some of my, my, my friends and family 
really they've taken this on as an identity mm. where, you know, it's like, and I, and I'm guilty of this too. The, the kind of the prepper mindset where it's like, well, you put yourself in the shoes of like, what if this happens? What if, mm-hmm. uh, what if another nine 11 type situation happens? What do you do? Yeah. You right. know? And then you start right. preparing, you go down the checklist and at a certain point, like you can either, okay, this is reasonable or you can, have a five-year storage of dried food. Not saying that's a bad thing or you shouldn't do it. God right. bless you if you choose that route. But there's a happy medium between, you know what? We should have two weeks of food in the house. Two, yeah. I'm going off the grid and I've got a rainwater filtration system. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think a lot of people have just slipped past the reasonable preparations and are like almost... And again, I know I know we've had listeners and family members that have really struggled with COVID. And that's yeah. not what I'm getting at. I'm not I'm not saying it's it's not serious. But you have a lot of people that are starting to identify with the like prepper, the COVID prepper mindset, I think. Mm-hmm. And and it's taking over reasonable levels of your life that it shouldn't. Yeah. And I just I'm concerned. I'm really concerned with like, where, where do we go from here? How do we get everybody back to the point where they feel like they can go bowling? Yeah. Because like, let's like, like realistically they went from saying, Oh, you can get it off the surfaces. If it's been somebody breathed on something and it's there. Right. You had people windexing and bleaching their groceries before they came into the, to the house. Yeah. And then, it turns out the CDC was wrong about that, and you can see for yourself they've they realize that uh, there's only certain materials that are really susceptible to that. And if if there's sunlight or UV light and fresh air, it's almost impossible to get COVID from picking it up. It's like the old the old joke, like oh, I got gonorrhea from the bus seat. No, nah, you mm-hmm. didn't. You know, no. you you did something to get it, and. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a um, fake news idea, right? Somebody says something, or they, they, a company puts <clears throat> issues a statement about something. Then it turns out it's not true. But only 20% of people actually saw the retraction of the story. Right. Because everybody was focused on the what if the first time. So yeah. like things like the CDC saying, oh, you, you know, you got to wear masks. Then it was, yeah, don't wear masks. Then it was, right. wear masks, they're effective. Now it's, Masks are so effective, you've got to wear two. Well, if masks are effective, why should I need two? Yeah. I, you know, like, and, and if you just, and like, I'm not trying to upset the apple cart here. I just have questions. And these are the things that have always got me in trouble. You know, why should I not wear my hat in class? Why can't I speak freely? You know, and, and these are the things that as uh, the young every man, the young every woman, I'm sure they can relate to where you, you get in these little spats with, uh, you know, taking direction. But it just seems odd that it's, it's back and forth and people maybe hear the first thing, but then not the subsequent updates. And we're still kind of a lot of people are still living right now. Yeah. 11 months later in that, oh, four million people are going to die phase. And that's what yeah. freaks me out. 
What freaks me out is, okay, so the, so at the beginning of this, it was exactly as you said, whether you could pick it up off of a substance or how long did, did, does COVID live on a substance and, okay, how do you interact? Is it six feet? Is it fucking the distance of a football field? Then you find out, okay, well, it, this shit can be carried on wind, wind at 60 plus 100 miles an hour. You can get it that way, and it really doesn't matter how, how fucking far apart you are, okay? And then it's like, all right, well, now masks are effective. Now we need the N95s. No, the N95s are good, but then you can still get particles to get through there. Well, how about cloth at home masks that you make? That's kind of effective, too, if you do, if you can't get the N95s. All right, so now everybody's running around doing their fashion statement with the with the masks and 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 and, and what have you. And then, okay, the vaccine. Here's the vaccine for everybody. We went from the nose swabs, now we got the vaccine and all right. Now you hear people or them talking more about they, they right? Talking more about masks than the fucking vaccine that you're supposed to be rushing to go get out. Oh, but it can only be at certain sub-zero temperatures to fucking stay around. Then who's going to be able to contain? Like, there's always some level of shit that comes with the stuff that they say is supposed to be good for you. But then that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like it's a it's a constructed LARP, you know, a live action role play where almost as if, you, you know, they, 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 there's all these think tanks that, you know, our listeners can feel free to Google. And a think tank is like a bunch of smart individuals from different backgrounds, you know, finance, whatever. And they'll, they'll role play a scenario and they'll all get together at a, at a conference and everybody plays different roles, kind of like a model UN, if you've ever done that, where you play the role of Bolivia, okay? And I'm America and we're going to work out a trade agreement and I want your mangoes and you want my oil or whatever bullshit. Everybody plays a role and they assign all these little, okay, if this, then that. Well, we've gotten to the point where we're just living in this, well, what if? Not, not what is. And like you said, how quickly we've gone from, oh, the vaccine will take care of everything, to the new UK variant of COVID is, uh, it's going to get you. Oh, now there, here comes one from South Africa. Oh, shit, the, co- the vaccine's not going to work there. And then, oh, wait a minute, here's some congressman that got the vaccine and he got COVID. So which is it? What are we doing here? Just acknowledge that Nobody really fucking knows. No one, no single one person. Anytime one person is telling you, I've got the thing, the guy, I've got the fix. I'm not going to tell you, but I've got a plan and I'm going to fix it, but I'm not going to tell you until later. Well, it's later. No fix. Why is there no fix? Because you can't just fix a problem like this. Yeah. Same way you can't just fix a problem with, uh, interactions with police where they cross the line into illegal behavior. There's no magic wand that you can wave and, oh, wait, I'm going to fix poverty. Oh, here comes education. Bing! Oh, we're going we're gonna to get everybody vaccinated. We got to do whatever we got to do to get 100 million shots and 100 million arms. Well, how about this? What if the 100 million people are unwilling to get a, a vaccine that's brand new? How about that? And again, yeah. I'm not telling anybody, we never tell anybody how they should live. Like, we're just having a free and open exchange here. But you know what? I have never gotten a flu shot in my life. I have no scientific reason for that. All I have is anecdotal evidence that I have 
maintained a healthy life, tried to not eat like shit, try to take vitamins, you know, try to exercise yeah. Yeah. And, and let my body do its thing. And every year yeah. they're like, Hey, get your, get your flu shot, get your flu shot. And I'm like, I- I'm okay. I'll, t- I will risk. I'll take that risk. Well, think about it, dude. Like uh, here's the thing that, that, that and, and I was on this bus just because familiarly, like you have to ride it because your mom, your dad say, Hey, you got to get your flu shots, blah, blah, blah. You right. Then you get older and you start researching, you start right. thinking about this. And then you just, you just have like this practical level of thought, right? You go, so in order for me to not get the flu, someone has to administer it into my system in some capacity so I don't get it. Right. And the same thing with the whole fucking COVID thing. Okay, so in order for me to not get it, I need to be vaccinated for whatever strand this is that's killed however many people, right? Using the DNA of and platelets of someone else who had it, like, I, that we I rushed, mean, by the way, that we made that we made uh, from from not existing to production and faster than anything else in the history. Any, of the world. Anything like, bro, like, and then okay, let's just let's just not talk about all of the like epileptic seizures that you could have from administering this shit in your fucking system too. We're just gonna bypass all of those fucking like s- symptoms that you could pick up, right? And just say, hey, you should rush to get this. Or then have Fauci in the same fucking conference after saying you should go get this. They say, well, you know what? The masks are still probably your most effective way to go, though. Yeah. And How about we and I'm not even going to attempt to butcher the data here. But everyone listening should Google this statistic about Bell's palsy and the vaccines. This The sample audience... The sample of people that got the vaccine as it relates to the amount of people that got the vaccine in trials that ended up with Bell's palsy is something like eight times the normal occurrence of Bell's palsy. So if you take all of the country, say two tenths of a percentage point, get Bell's palsy, it's like eight tenths. So if you administer this over 300 million people, the rate of Bell's palsy as a result would, would be skyrocketed, like catastrophic levels. And, and they try to brush that off. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? Now, we managed our whole time here to not get political, and we're still not political. But there's this idea that I've kind of proposed to my friends, which is, you know, our, our, our previous president, one cannot be both an evil genius who's hell bent on control and domination and also be a complete dunce. You kind of have to pick which way we're going here because on one hand we're saying this guy, complete boob, but everybody go take the vaccine that he rushed through the process in an unbelievable time. He's an idiot and knows nothing, but also take this vaccine that was rushed. Like to me, something like that go, that does not is incongruent. Like I thought we're, I thought we're talking about, it's like in, in old school. He's like, I thought we were in the tree of trust. I, I we're not, I thought this was a safe space. Is this not, are we not consistent? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. you, you just told me how shit this person is. And now you want me to take his vaccine that he, kind of guided through and that's not a political statement that's more of me saying 
I'm not going to take anybody's vaccine just because they tell me to. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take a fucking vaccine if Tommy Maddox himself knocked on my door right now and said, hey, here you go. I would say, Tommy, wow, this is cool. It's an honor to meet you, but I'm not just going to take it because you said something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That makes makes perfect sense to me. Perfect sense to me. And it's like you got to have like, you got to balance out your anecdotal evidence with scientific research and data. But, you know, again, one of my favorite and just and then we'll, we'll get off of this topic. I, one of my favorite little anecdotes. One day I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and it's and it's the anti-smoking commercial that comes up. You know, Truth. You, oh, you've seen yeah, the Truth yeah, commercials, love, love right? Yeah. Now it's the orange logo with the Truth, and the commercials were very edgy, and it was all stuff like they would show some fucking brave young whippersnapper going outside of some like R.J. Reynolds or whatever, and they'd have fifty thousand body bags out there and they'd be like this is what you're doing you're contributing to this death and mayhem and you market it towards kids right and then it's like now it's like the anti-vaping and all the you know mm-hmm. kind of like how they used to have the anti-weed ads which similarly amazingly right. just went away on drugs as soon as <laughs> as soon as weed got legalized in a lot of states that nobody's worried about those commercials anymore which is which should tell you a lot but anyway as I often do, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, who's paying for this? What, what group of people was, is so, cause I'm thinking, I'm seeing this commercial all the time. This mm-hmm. is expensive shit. This is primetime cable. What wonderful soul is so passionate to stop young people from smoking? So I pause the DVR. I look at the bottom of the screen. I find a truth. Okay. Organization you go up and it leads me to a website and then it's their whole anti-smoking thing. And then that leads me to another website. That's the parent company, the marketing firm that runs all this. And then I see, then you kind of get a cold trail. So I start looking into other shit. Well, it turns out there was a massive class action lawsuit in the early nineties and the tobacco industry was found to have intentionally created advertisements that targeted underage children for smoking things like using cartoon characters or like, I don't know, Joe camel and putting that in a Nintendo. I mean, I used to see Joe camel ads in video game magazines when I was a kid looking at Sonic the Hedgehog shit. So, you know, they're doing that. You know, it's like, it's, it's also like when you go to the liquor store and you take a look at the flavored vodkas and you go fruity pebbles, whipped cream, Mountain Dew, orange creamsicle. Who exactly are we targeting here? I don't think you're targeting a 60-year-old. I'm pretty sure you're going for children. Anyway, mm-hmm. I digress. Turns out, as a result of this lawsuit, R.J. Reynolds, Marlboro, all of them, had to pull together over a 10-year period, a couple hundred million dollars from their revenue and dedicate it to anti-smoking messaging targeted towards teens and, and the youth. And... The point is, even the commercials that are telling you not to smoke because it gives you cancer are paid for by the profits of you going and buying a vape, of you going and buying a cigarette, of your aunt that smokes Virginia Slims uh, 10 packs a day. They had to do that. It wasn't like they were, somebody was like, I cannot live another day knowing what I've done. We need to change this. No, it was... They got caught. They know it's harmful. They still know it's harmful. But now we're going to tell you up front that it's harmful. 
but we're going to create a fucking siloed company that's completely disconnected from all of us and just throw money into it so that we can have the appearance of keeping people from smoking. And it's like the most, in a nutshell, it's just, I don't know if you want to call it corruption or, uh, it's more like moral corruption than it is legal corruption because it's like, you just got caught doing the bad thing. You know, this kills people instead of changing it or getting out of that business, you're going to keep doing it. But now you're just going to put a, you could just, if you pay X amount of dollars over 10 years. So the real interesting thing is when that period is up and it's coming up soon, I wonder where all the truth against tobacco, like they're, do they have, they're not going to keep funding those ads if they don't have to. Well, I look at it like this. Um, how would you feel? I mean, like, how would you feel if you, I guess, went to a game or went to any type of contest, right? And you knew that whoever it was that was, okay, one, I have my offense and there's opposition, all right? And I'm paying for them both. Yeah. The same mess. <laughs> and you find out who's the who's the point person and all of that, you're going to be like, you motherfuckers. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what you're going to do. It's the same situation here. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> we got tobacco industry. And then we got, you know what? These motherfuckers, you got to, you're killing our youth. All right, cool. Hey, Marlboro. Hey, you guys, let's, let's, let's huddle up for a second. You know what? If we fucking actually put out a few hundred thousand dollars, million dollars, we can like create this opposition campaign that we can also make money from to support the youth being against it, so we never lose. All right, let's let them know what's happening. Right. Okay, so this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> and then that guy gets a fucking huge raise for coming up with that idea. You know. You know what? I like the way you guys think, even though you're killing people and saving right. them at the same time and still making money, so nobody loses. Right. I get it. Right. And then. While we already got in trouble for doing it like this, this time, let's make the vapes cool and let's make them cucumber flavored and bubblegum flavored. There's no way, you know, like there's just no way this shit was done by accident. And it's, and on one hand, you got to respect the gamesmanship. And I do respect the gamesmanship because I'm smart enough to see the the chessboard and know that I'm being, I'm in a game. The difference is when you start picking sides and you jump into the the perceived morality of some big corporation that's when you lose because like right now dude do you remember when it was like we're not listening to big companies occupy wall street fuck the man we're going independent to now it's like jp morgan sponsoring the pride festival here's a little here's a little mastercard logo black history month brought to you by mastercard Okay. Yeah. Do yeah. I thought we were going again, but now it they've switched and it, it happened so quick and it happened so fast that the next generation just slid right into it and now they just think corporations, you know, are their daddy and they and they're here because they love us. But uh it's not why they're in the business of uh making money. Bro, I'm telling you right now. It's it's it, any any situation that's like that, that's like this to where you have the person who makes the bet and controls the outcome. Right. And somebody's a part of that system and finds out you're that fucking guy. What happens to them in the real world, Justin? They fucking get murdered, bro. Yep. They end up in the they end up in the bottom of a river when you when you when you find that shit out, right? What do you think is going to happen with this shit? Well, it's like it's it, that's the thing. And then, and then again, we don't get we don't get political. We don't. 
But then you wonder why shit fucking happens. Right. And and there's this fine balance between conspiracy, a conspiracy theory. And what is a conspiracy, Daryl? A conspiracy by definition is is a group of people coordinating to make something happen without other people knowing. Are you telling me that doesn't exist? Are you telling me that there aren't... Look, okay, to our investors, our savvy investor, every man and every woman, if you've been paying attention to what's going on with the stock market in the last week and the whole GameStop stock going up to $400 and all this stuff, well, you just had um, two major brokerages pause the ability of Americans to buy and sell the stocks that they owned because of volatility. And I'm doing air quotes here. What they really did was they stopped the retail investor from buying stock and driving the price up by limiting the supply economics 101. Okay. I'm taking more of it out of the system. Therefore the price goes up to punish the hedge funds that shorted the stock they paused the trading. They conveniently had a glitch across three different brokerage apps that I use. All, all, all the apps, they tied up my money, couldn't, couldn't buy or sell, can't use the cash, can't use instant deposits. But the, but the brokerage firms can buy options without actually having to own the stock or own the cash and sell to me. But I can't use my instant deposits now to do the same thing they're doing. They paused the trading. They allowed all the hedge funds to get out. And lower their their losses, and now poof! What happens today? GameStop GameStop is back down to a, a, under a hundred dollars. They fucked us. They lured us in, and they fucked us. This is what they always do. They, and I'm being very broad with the they. It could be whoever you think it is. But my point is, anytime someone's telling you, "Hey, I got the plan," "Hey, I got the truth right here," or "Hey, this is bad for you," in all capital orange. Just take a fucking deeper dive into it and, and really find out who's making money here. Because if you can narrow down, okay, who's making the money? Is it, is, it, uh, is it Marlboro? Okay, maybe I should look there, you know? Yeah. I, I, can't, I, it's, I can't get any better said than that. It, it really can't. You, just, really you can't. just follow the money every single time. And every single time, you'll find out what's... The cause of it, you know, any, any issue, any social issue. And, and if you think that they, those that, that run the world, if you think they would not exploit something like children having access to tobacco or firearms or marijuana or alcohol or whatever, if they wouldn't exploit that to earn, earn a dollar. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. This is the same, this is the same country where we have, Bud Light advertisements on race cars. And when I'm driving to Center City, I I go past four different Corona billboards that are fucking 80 feet tall. I'm I'm a little confused here. Do you want me to drink and drive? Everything you're showing me says drink and drive. Dude, it's like anything else, man. If you want the prize, you got to take that deeper dive, bro. You have to. You have to. If you don't, then literally, literally, you're going to be controlled by the powers that be. Right. You you just will. And and there's so many there's so many avenues of control now, where it used to just be, you know, uh, your nightly news. But now you're getting it 
YouTube advertisements, you know, video games, video games, everything, bro, everything. Like I, I, I talk to my son all the time and I have to be on him because he's just, this is, these kids are in it, man. Like they don't like, it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play this Roblox game and I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to play this game. And you know what? I don't want to get to the end. Like, I don't want to just like work through it. Like, you know, I can get this, this fucking VIP pass and get everything that I want right now. And then just fucking go straight to the fucking end and not even have to find all the different highways and byways they're in where I can have some really cool, exclusive shit. You know what I mean? And they just toss it to the side, but just, but like, but, but it's, it's not just video games, man. It's fucking life. It's fucking sports. It's fucking everything. Like, I don't know how many kids come to me talking about, I mean, I'm just going to be like fucking Aaron Donald and it's just going to be that way. Like all I got to do is watch these fucking YouTube clips and then that'll be it. I'm like, no, Oh, bitch, you got to work. Yeah, and let me just like, get this sweet-ass uh, highlight reel here. I'll be fine. I got a good social media presence. It's uh, like, dude, I, like, like, Huddle won't fucking help you, bro. Like, you got to actually work. Like, that's what you got to do. Like, Well, and I think, I, think, I think the next shoe to drop is a generation kind of... There's been a lot of... We, we talked about it before we got on here. LeBron getting, getting uh, harassed by a lovely young lady on courtside and how fragile that makes him appear. Um, There's this new thing where it's like athletes, starting with Michael Jordan, really, they transcended their sport, became mainstream things. Mm -hmm. Um, They became a brand, quote unquote. Brand. So now everybody's trying to build their brand, build my brand, build my brand. And it's like you've lost sight of the purpose. The purpose isn't to – the purpose was the competition and, and self-discovery and greatness. That mm-hmm. was the point of sport. And now it's like, that's going to be my, my gateway to, to bigger and better things. In my beloved entertainment form of pro wrestling, The Rock changed the game. It went from people wanted to be wrestlers to be wrestlers to now it's like, well, I'm not traditionally good looking enough to get into Hollywood or modeling or whatever. I'll, I can get into pro wrestling, have a career there, make some inroads, And then maybe I can be the next John Cena, you know? And it's like, they're becoming a stepping stone. Every, if everyone is a goddamn stepping stone, Daryl, what is that? What does that leave? Like, cause it's like, everyone's selling something. Yeah. And it's like, we're all going to get to the point where we're either fucking working for Uber eats or we're accepting Uber Eats deliveries. And it's like you're one of two categories. Like you're either part of this thing trying to climb or you've climbed. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, man. Things things, Dude, things are uncertain. Here's the thing. that I, I flew off the handle the other day, man. One of, my, one, of, one of my friends told me, you know what? I don't know what I was thinking about going to restaurants all those years. <laughs> I was like. Say what? Uh, uh, what? What do you mean by that? He's like, dude, like I'm, I'm never going to a restaurant again. I could just fucking get Uber Eats and just, just do it like that, man. I'm never going to do it again. So why, why, what's the purpose? Like, and I'm just like, hmm, okay. Perhaps being around fellowship. society and yeah. fellowship and bonding and community and like, like what, what, I mean, what else do I have to drop on the table that makes sense? He's like, yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I was like, okay, cool. So you're just going to stay at home in the living room and just order shit to come to you the whole time. You, your whole family, your son, your daughter, all that. That's 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 going to be life for you. And He's you like, don't... yeah, why not? I'm like, and I was like, I, 
you're going to have to land this plane because like, we got to get off this fucking island. <laughs> well, and like that, the convenience is affecting, you know, it's affecting the restaurants. They're not making as much money. They're losing money and they, and oh, it's yeah. affecting their volume. Like there's, they're really not good. And I got away. It's so easy to get hooked on those. And I got away from that. And I went back to uh, being a normal, you know, pre grub hub. And I just f- fucking pick up the phone and call the place. Like I used to, you know, not only does it come quicker, it's cheaper and they're actually getting paid. They don't have to, you know, wait for money from a third party. And mm-hmm. I tell you, man, like the devil is in the details of all these convenience things. And it's like, there's no free lunch for anything. You know, if you're cutting from one corner, it's going to be short on the other end. You know, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too with everything. It's, um, it's alarming. And, and I think we're going to, you know, I hope people, I hope our listeners, especially just take, take the information that's coming in at you from different places and just think about it step by step and, and wonder like, well, who's benefiting from me doing this? Right. And, and see where you end up. And I'm not telling you to question everything and, you know, put your tinfoil hat on, but you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. That's very confusing and sends mixed messages. And it's like when, again, when all of Hollywood, when all of, financial media, meaning the banks, capital ones, the JP Morgans, you know, et cetera, et cetera. When all of the tastemakers are telling you the same thing, that should set off a fucking red flag for you to look into this just a little bit further. That's all I'm saying. We, we did it, dude. I forget. It was, it was on one of our earlier episodes. I, I, I posed it to you. I said, listen, if you went fishing for fish and the fish just jumped out of the fucking water and landed in your boat, would you be like, oh, man, this is cool. We can just go back to shore now and just use your fish. No, you're going to be like, why the fuck is this fish leaping out of the water to die and mm-hmm. be in my fucking hands? Like, you're going to be looking at that fish like that's fucking crazy. Yeah, right? I'm, not, I'm probably not going to eat that fish. So why, like, I'm thinking about it, why are we as, you know, why, 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 why are we, um, on 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 the every word of the they's and them's of the world, like they have the goods, they have the and we haven't and and we won't fucking look into it. Right? When did we just start I, taking I, everybody's word for I, everything? I, I, I don't get it. Well, like, why why are we taking the fish and being like, all right, this is cool? Why are we taking that shit back? To, why are we taking that back to our families and our homes and our fucking and and then why are we taking it and then you know pu- pushing that onto someone else's truth and we haven't even done the research research for it. And Bro, that's the that's the fucking that's the fucking setup, man. And again, it's not a political statement to say it's not. That's when just, I that's just when I turn on sense. when I turn on any late night channel for their late night host stuff, right? NBC, CBS, whatever the fuck. When I'm watching three hour a three hour block, and I'm hearing the exact same take of the exact same opinion, of the exact same social issue that day three different times from three different people and it's the exact same again when did we just when did we just get to the point where consensus is means that it's the truth because there's there's been a lot of things like i don't know smoking cigarettes the consensus was hey this is fucking great for you and doctors used to prescribe it to people with asthma yeah 
You know, smoking in airplanes, seatbelts. These are all things that we used to have not that long ago within your probably our listeners' parents' lifetimes. No seatbelts, smoking in the car, smoking in the plane. In the military, when you got discharged from the Navy, here's a, here's a Zippo with your ship on it. Yeah. So smoking is good for you. Keeps you, keeps you on your toes, keeps you alert. Okay. Well, it turns out it gave everybody cancer. And it's terrible for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what, what's, I just, and, and, and some, it's like something happened overnight, not recently, but it's like, I I can't quite put my finger on when it happened, but at some point there was this shift to where everybody like turned off and they just went with whatever the, the, the TV says. It bought into self-destruction, man. Which is not about that. Which is why, again, not not about that life. Not a political (laughs) statement, but with the with regard to the investing thing that I mentioned, when you had, and I'm not even going to name their names, but two very prominent political figures from the complete polar opposite of the spectrum, both saying what Robin Hood, and I'm going to throw them under the bus, what Robin Hood is doing is illegal, and they are stopping the American economy and its tracks pretty much, these people, they should go to prison for this. You can't just, you can't just shut the fucking game off when you're losing. You know, you can't be down 21 points in the Super Bowl and then go, wait a minute, here, here's a, why are you bringing a baseball bat onto the field? Oh, no, 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 no. Now you got to hit the ball into the uprights with the baseball bat and the center is the T. That's not how it works. You can't just change shit when you start losing. You got to lose just like everyone else does. Just like everyone else lost in 2008 when people were losing their homes and their retirements, but they all got bailed out. It's time for you to lose. And again, not a financial advisor, not advocating for you to do anything. However, arm yourself with knowledge. Keep a wide berth. You know, keep, keep, keep your eyes peeled. There's so much shit coming at you. And, it's, and, and, and this is one of the things that's coming at you right now. Here you are, you know, maybe driving into work, shoveling snow, whatever it is you're doing, sitting in your cube like I used to. And you're, and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, hey, what are these fucking lunatics talking about? Well, you know what? Brother DC and DC, Brother J and DC are telling me to fucking go dive in and research shit now. What? Fuck that. I, I'm not, <laughs> why, why, why would I want to do that when I'm on this road and I could just keep doing my shit and letting people feed me the answers to the test that's getting me fucked up every day? Why would I want to do that? Come yeah, on, man. why would I want to do that? Let me just keep Stop. eating my KFC and not exercising, you know? I'll tell you, man. What a world, what a time, what a, what a week, what a week. We got the, and we didn't even mention it because we, we're going to have a bonus episode this week, but we got the Super Bowl coming up. It's a winter wonderland out there. Hell yeah. But do not think for a moment that the big dog, Daryl Campbell and your brother Jay do not have open eyes. I've I got my third eye open right now. I'm, I'm so wide eyed. You know, I'm keeping, I got a fourth. You don't want to know where that is. (laughs) Yes. My, my third brown eye is always watching (laughs) and I think it just winked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's it, man. We got another awesome episode this week coming at you guys. Another bonus episode of the Everyman podcast with our brother, Mark Holcomb from periphery and haunted shores, uh, digging deep into the super bowl. That's going to drop probably on Friday. Um, so as always, you know, be good, be good to the people you love, shine your light, do it, help your neighbor shovel. If you're, you're impacted by snow and you can help them out, give them, just, help them just give them a helping hand. Hard. You know, everybody does it together. We're all in this together. That's yeah, another thing. We're all in this together, except don't commune with your neighbors. I had yeah. somebody, 
somebody I love and respect tell me like there should be a place people can go in their community for them to be able to get assistance from the community, from the government. <laughs> and then they can have fellowship and activity. I'm like, oh, you, oh, oh, yeah, that would be great. Like a church. We already got the community, folks. What? We've already got everything we need. The answer is look to your left what, and look what, to your right. What do they do there? Hmm. Do they talk about Jesus? They fellowship uh, around a common set of ideals and, and moral applications. And then they help those who need it immediately within their community. It's the craziest, it's the craziest concept. Blows your mind. Blows your mind, but they should have, and and you know what, I hear that there's one of these places near you. I hear. No matter I do. No matter where you are, listening to this podcast right now, unless you're underwater, <laughs> I'm. I, I reckon you're within a country mile of one of these so-called community. These community spots. These community spaces that require no government. Uh, no, uh, no, no governmental impact at all. I mean, you have to you have to adhere to a, a certain level of decency, but that's about it. <laughs> you saying I can't? You saying I can't smoke crack? God, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You saying I can't shit on my fellow man? Come on, come man. on, come, come on. on with these rules and regulations, huh? Well, oh, I'll tell you, man. The more you know. That's it, man. Big dog. Another week, another pod. Mm. I will catch you all next week. On the flippy dippy.